Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Vigilant Guitars. Vigilant is a really rad company based in Victoria, BC, Canada, and they're making some of the world's coolest multi-scale extended range guitars and basses, all custom ordered. You want it, they'll do it. Not just the weird stuff, you just want a six, six string shred machine, it's done. Trevor is making some of the hippest stuff out there, and he's doing it using all of the most environmentally friendly processes and lumbers that he can. Heck, he often harvests his own lumber, but if he can't do that, he gets it from ethical sources. He's happy to use modern parts and modern techniques like LED lighting, rock light, carbon fiber, all sorts of cool stuff. So if you're looking for something awesome, check out Vigilant Guitars. My gosh, and I don't have anything to rhyme yes. with. Yes, lazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make like a five-minute-long rhyming paragraph poem of ridiculousness. Okay, just to bother you one of these days. Okay, I'm gonna have all of our guests and all of our listeners uh, sign a petition as a as a gang. People love her. They don't. No, they do. They don't. You're a drunkard. <laughs> Anyway, befitting the fact that I've muddled up the first part of the show here, my name is All Askew Al. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With me as ever is Cockeyed Casper. <laughs> I love the way you said that, actually. <laughs> the, the name was great, but the, the, the way you delivered it was even Cockeyed One Eye. Casper. And uh, joining us from uh, the single parent capital of the world, I know that thanks to Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> Dazed Drew Zychik <laughs> from Weird Noise Pedals. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Single parent capital of what? The world. The world. Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah, it's one of the one of the one of the parents in the movie says it to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, it can't still. She does be, it all though. saucy too. Welcome to Astoria. Single parent that was capital a, of the world. That was a long time ago. I don't know if it's I doubt changed it that it or still not. Is. You don't have your 1991 children's comedy movies memorized? Mm. Actually, it wasn't really a children's. It was a family comedy movie. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> anyway. I actually used that in conversation three days ago. I used, you know what? Chris made me say that yesterday or the day before. I, said, I think we say it's not a tumor a lot. Probably. 1990, by the way. 1990. Yeah. Oh. I knew you were wrong, so I had to check it. <laughs> I was like, "That's that's earlier." The point than that. is, we're talking about bad movies yeah. from the 90s and 2000s again. That was not a bad movie. That's true. It was a great. It movie. was a great movie. It was a good movie, and I was wondering how long it would take to start talking about movies. <laughs> it doesn't take. Well, it's long. been a couple months for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's only because we've been off the air. Uh, you got to catch up, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of things to catch. Well, up you said you didn't want to talk about pedals. <laughs> <laughs> it's true and you did say that any would you like to deny I that, that mr zajic I, I will not deny that but no. i will <laughs> i will say that i was joking of course well, all right so we're here to talk about what to call that build up on your fretboard today instead of pedals so <laughs> you've made a mistake sir 
Mm. I call well, it I've sploogs. got plenty of that, too. That is not <laughs> what that's called. <laughs> so we always called it the music store I used to work at. It's like, ew, clean the splooge off that fretboard. I yeah. think that if you took the L out of it, then it would not have the connotation I think it has. I don't. Oh, no. No, sir. No, sir. Bad word. Bad word. Is he thinking spooge? Spooge. That's not a word. It said better word than the one you used. I, there's, oh, man. Like gunge? Gunge is a good one. Gunge is a good word. Gunge works. Gunge works. You got a gungy look in your eye right now, my friend. Well, this is (laughs) riveting. (laughs) Riveting topic. Yeah. Well, let's fire right into it, man. Drew, stoked to have you on. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, and and uh, listeners, I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take my licks as I deserve them. Drew sent us a couple of pedals mm-hmm. to to demo and try out for in preparation for today's episode. And yours truly, like a blithering idiot with heat stroke, uh, only brought one of them. <laughs> So, so I, I've heard one of these great pedals. We're going <laughs> to talk about them more in depth on a future episode because, again, blithering idiot. Mm-hmm. I think goldfish with a head injury is is more. I have, there's a lot of terms yeah. that apply to me. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yay. Basically, you just blew it. You know. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. There's... When when left to his own devices, it's t- it's typical that this happens. Yeah, it's that's. <laughs> Most of my Saturdays are filled with blowing things. Um, so, that what is have you been up to this week? Okay. Just, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is hit rewind on that. New ribs. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Okay. It's my favorite when I have control of whether or not that remains. Oh, Okay. Funnier if it stays in. It is funnier if it stays um, in. Yeah, let's all right. Let's kick it off. Yeah, yeah. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Music and or guitar related this week, Al. Well, and it's been a big week for you, my friend. It has been a big week for me. I I I, I got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, I picked up two weird noise pedals. One of which I brought to the studio. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Drew. Also, I'm sorry. Um, hey, it's all right. I also visited our good friend Ryan at uh, Doctor Scientist Pedals uh, in at their headquarters down in uh, in the southern end of the Okanagan, and uh, hung out with him. Picked up a pedal I'm given to a former guest of the show, mm-hmm. Mr. Earl Pereira, uh, from the Steadies and Widemouth Mason. He was I don't remember what episode his was, but he was on a while back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also got myself a spectrum analyzer. Which is my new favorite thing of ever. Uh, for those of you who don't know, a doctor scientist spectrum analyzer. Let's see. Seven spectrum frequency analyzer. And all it does is <laughs> analyze audio signal and display it on a set of seven, uh, like, 1980s style. Uh, segment LEDs. Yeah. It's it's great. It's, it's the kind of thing your uncle stereo had in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like those set, like meters, like yeah, right? exactly, yeah, yeah. And you can get, he he he'll make them in in whatever arrangement of colors you want. You can so is yours rainbow? Mine is the rainbow. That's okay, what I okay. I wanted the full pride rainbow. <laughs> uh, it's very bright. It's glorious, and I literally spent a half hour <laughs> sitting at, at the place we're staying at right now, 
uh, with it plugged in to nothing, just on microphone mode, just going, <laughs> just watching the lights dance. Because <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Oh, man. Because I think I saw a video of you, like, knocking on it and clapping. Yeah. yeah. I was I was, was like, that before or after the buff- uh, I buffoonery? The yeah. I, was, I was tapping the top to get the bass lights moving and, and snapping my fingers to get the treble lights moving and yeah yeah i'm losing my marbles man i don't know what to tell you <laughs> it's it's not a graceful uh slide from sanity either no it's a pretty abrupt and like an ugly one um but you know yeah so i got that and then finally at long last after much uh adventuring shall we say with dhl finally got what i'm now holding now what I'm now holding now, mm-hmm. brilliant, brilliant. Good sentence. radio, well. Yeah, what I'm now holding in my paws, the carbon fiber neck from Rubato Guitars, mm-hmm. and oh lordy, it's it's good, it's it's so good, it's so good, and I'm so excited that I'm installing it while we record. He, is, he really is. He's got his jazz master <laughs> yeah. pulled to bits on the bench in front of him. It's like I have a little light for that we got from Drew uh, for charging the. Uh, the glow in the dark parts of his pedals, and uh, it's it's if you hear this noise, that's me prompting uh, yeah, that's Al Casper with a light in the face to like, hey moron to, yeah we're doing a thing we're working. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were clicking one of those dog training clicker things. That's I, same thing. I mean, it's the same principle, really. <laughs> exactly. I am, I am a Pavlovian experiment for Casper. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's, like, it's so true. Yeah, it's it's not wrong. Nope. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think that's it for me. That's, that's it for that's, you? Yeah, that's my, that's my week. What about you? Um, well, uh, this week, this week I got some pedal board prototypes, uh, back from the board house, which are cool. Um, working on, on that you say stuff. pedal board prototypes, you mean? Oh, sorry. Like, um, PCB prototypes. There you go. Yeah. 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 Pedal PCB prototypes back from the board house. Um, for a couple of circuits that I'm playing with, uh, which is super cool. Um, I, and, and when you say prototype, I, I, I think I've said this before, I have a, a profound new respect for what um, you guys do, Drew, uh, trying to develop a new circuit or develop a new pedal and, and, and designing the, the boards and everything. I have a profound respect for how difficult that is and how much labor intensive it is to actually go through, make something get it made, bring it back, find it didn't work, go do it again differently, try it again. That worked a little better. You know, it's just been um, really, really interesting to to not succeed so often <laughs> and still oh, yeah. and still be energized to continue doing it. I do that too, but mostly just the not succeeding part. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's a little nerve-wracking waiting for your prototype to show up yep. and then... You build, you build it, and you just hope it works. You know. Yep. So there's uh, there's a lot of that going on in the in the studio this week. Um, I also, and I I have to confess, and I'm sorry, uh, Dan from uh, Spun Loud. I actually forgot that I ordered this because it's been a couple weeks. Um, but I got a thing in the mail two days ago that I didn't see, and it was a little like 
from the post office saying that your package is at this post office waiting, but it had kind of sloughed down into the bottom of my mailbox and didn't notice it. Uh, it is then since rained. So when I looked in there this morning, cause the lid was open, um, this two or three day old, um, notification that I had a parcel was all sopping wet and, and mushed into the bottom of the mailbox cause the mailman left it open. Um, anyways, I got a blister and peel from spun loud um, awesome. Oh yeah. So great. It, Al, we've, we've played these, this pedal before. Um, Al has one, um, that we got from, from Dan, uh, when he was on the show. Um, but I seen that he was, that he was putting out a run of them again. And I said, you know what? It's time. I, I got to have one. Yeah. He's been very focused on the litigator and hasn't. Oh, and that's such a, a great pedal. And I was so torn about, do I do the blister and peel knowing that it's phenomenal and that, and having played it before and I could probably borrow yours at any time or, <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Dude, how much of your gear is here? All of it. All Almost of it. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> like the blister and peel you own is probably one of the very few things that's not here. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, I was super torn whether or not I would uh, go with the litigator and and try something that, that's phenomenal and is getting rave reviews from everyone. I haven't. It it, it deserves it. It's, oh, yeah. Um, Dan sent one to me and it is awesome. Oh. It's, it's, it's a great pedal. Yeah. That'll be the next one. It's, yeah. I'm thinking maybe I'll try and trade him for something I built later. <laughs> maybe that's what I'll do. Dan, if you're listening, expect some pandering <laughs> for a trade. I would like to trade my half research garbage <laughs> pedal for your. That hurts my feelings, <laughs> Alan. That hurts my feelings deeply. Half researched. Ouch. Anyways, that's what I'm up to. I got a blister and peel in my hand. I can't wait to plug it in. Uh, making me think about having to set up an auxiliary pedal board just for drive. Um, it'll allow me, I think, to utilize another pedal that I've got that I haven't used yet is the the Fopstar um, Gentleman Deluxe Attenuator. Because mm. yeah, that I could really that, that much. Well, no, but it could go from mainboard to drive board, right? And because it's an effects loop. So I think that would be a, a good way to link the two boards together. Yeah. Be nice to see that uh, Fobstar getting some, uh, some yeah. love. It's gorgeous. It's a good-looking pedal. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's that's uh, that's my week. What about you, Drew? What have you been up to, music and or guitar-related this this past week? I mean, week? you know, obviously. Obviously, you build pedals. Weird and, noise stuff. Well, yeah. What else you do now? Yeah. Um, besides building stuff, um, well, on the topic of building stuff, I... I uh, just got some transistors showed up in the mail that I had to order from Russia. And so I've been building some of those fuzzit pedals. Um, I was just kind of waiting around for transistors to do that. I had everything else ready to go. Um, so I've got a couple more of those that I can put up on the shop finally. Um, uh, while I was waiting for those, I, I did something I don't usually have time to do, which is build a pedal for myself. So I built a clone of the uh, Earthquaker device's life pedal. Oh, nice. And that thing is it's awesome. It's, it's um, you know, I, I'm not like a, a metal guy or a doom metal guy, but for some reason lately I've really been liking that band's son. And, you know, so this pedal is like their you know, Earthquaker built it to, you know, for their 
Those you know, like quick too. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like $500, you know, or something on reverb if you can find one. So anyway, I, I, I built one of those and it's awesome. You know, it's like a green ringer into a rat into a, some kind of boost. I forget which boost it is, but, um, so I built that for myself and I've been enjoying playing that. Um, also I just, I just got in the mail, the new, um, death by audio pedal called the speed tripper. Oh, nice. I was, I saw a video on that just recently. It's crazy. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's super fun. I'm, uh, I've been pretty much trying all my pedals just through that uh, for the past couple of days. So nice. Um, yeah, that's been fun. And then non-music related, uh, I know you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it's kind of mushroom season out here in Oregon, and that's something that my, me and my family are just way into going and doing my wife and my seven-year-old son. So we're, we're all hyped up on that right now. Just finding tons of mushrooms. And- I will say your Instagram account is the first time I've seen the rare and elusive pictures of a pine crone growing mushrooms on a pedal yeah. account. Well, you know what? I I almost did a backflip when I found that thing because I've been looking for one of those things for years. It was it was awesome. Like I get excited about silly things, and that's one of the things I I've gotten very excited about recently. What is the mushroom that grows after a fire, or it typically uh, grows after a fire? They're like super sought after, and mushroom pickers will go all over the place after fire seasons in the, like the, if there's a fall after a fire or in the spring after, or sorry, the fall, the year after a fire, I, I can't remember uh, the name of it. Mor- morels might, maybe, maybe. Cause I, those are like springtime, I believe, but I know that like, uh, places where there was a fire are supposed to be good places to find those. <clears throat> hmm. we're, yeah, like there's actually pretty good money in, in selling them, I think. Oh man, yeah. There's I know I mean, there's a place people... that's had lots of fires recently, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you guys go make some money picking mushrooms. Uh, I honestly, I would be scared poopless to go wandering in those woods after the the fire that swept through there. Those trees are so fragile; mm. they're burnt to yeah, a crisp. Those are just a, it's a forest of widowmakers, is all that is. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh. Something else I did is I bought a chainsaw. You bought a chainsaw? Bought a chainsaw. All right. Been borrowing chainsaws for years doing firewood, and I decided this year that I was going to get my own. So I did. And I knew you looked manlier. That's today. exciting. <laughs> I look manlier today than normal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's been watching the Predator movies or if he bought a chainsaw. But... <laughs> no, I, left, I, left, I left my plaid and suspenders upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Has that guitar got a neck yet or what? It's got a neck. All right. Oh, dang. One. Look at that. Oh, man, that looks good. Yeah. Hey, you wanna, Do I want to? Want to have a gander? Oh, my God, Al. Right? That's pretty light. So light. I, I wouldn't think uh, dropping a, a neck off of a guitar would, uh, yeah, I still got to tighten it up. Yeah. But that pocket's not so... Uh, carefully <laughs> yeah the squire pockets not yeah. so 
These frets are so small, man. That's yeah. bizarre, but they feel really good. That's great, dude. Yeah. And you put it on a Jazzmaster? I did. So, so you said? Yeah, I have a Squire Jazzmaster. It's got a Strat-shaped uh, heel on it. And neither of us own a Strat. So you can only <laughs> put it on so many things. Yeah. Um, I'm granted that's like the most universal heel there is, but uh, yeah, my my only guitar with one of those is this Jazzmaster, so it was a pretty easy choice. Yeah. Cool. Wasn't gonna go on Matelli. I I don't know what the the heel pocket is on my Aria, but it's probably something similar to that. Oh, I I think it's its own beast. Maybe. It's pretty deep. Yeah. It's a very strange pocket that Aria Pro Two. But anyway, let's get back to Drew. Mm-hmm. Enough about my stupid guitar, Drew. Yeah, buddy, buddy, buddy old pal whose name I literally had to ask you right before the show because somehow in our conversations, we never did that part. Well, we're so famous that everybody <laughs> just knows our name. <laughs> well, there is a, there's a like when, cause Drew, you, you messaged us first, I think when we started, you and I started talking on Instagram there. And um, um, I think you sent me a nice message because you felt bad about the forest fire stuff. And yeah, I did. I saw that you uh, were having some problems with that up there. So um, yeah, and then we just got to talking, and at no point, you know, because because you're a listener of the show, so you already know who we were. So there was never like, "What's your name?" thing from you. And uh, <laughs> I'm just a jerk, <laughs> and so I never asked you what your name was until we sat down to record. And then I was like, "I don't know his name." <laughs> so I'm a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Drew, buddy old pal, how did you get into pedal building, man? What is the origin story? Uh, well, um, long story short, uh, I lost my job and didn't really have anything else to do. Uh, so I started building pedals, but. I, that's, you know, that's too it, short, Drew. We got to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll expand <laughs> on that a little bit. Um, you know, it's electronics is something I was interested in since I was a kid. My my dad used to do a, a VCR correspondence class. You know, you'd have to like mail in your tests or whatever. And I don't know if he had to like mail in fixed VCRs or how it really worked with that. But, um, I used to watch him, you know, soldering and, and just, I just thought of all the components and just the whole electronics thing was, I just thought it was a cool, just kind of cool when I was a kid, you know, like how all that stuff, you put it together in a certain way and it does something, you know? Um, I always just was kind of, uh, puzzled by it i still am honestly but um just the fact that you can do that with electricity and these you know changed signals and change sounds and all that stuff i just it, it was just fascinating to me as a kid and it kind of just stuck with me um and uh, i never i never really pursued anything about it because i I just had other interests growing up, 
um, skateboarding and, and stuff like that. Lame. Yeah, totally lame. Right. <laughs> um, skateboarding actually is like probably the biggest influence I've had in my life. It got me like most of my friends. I met my wife through skateboarding. I, um, Double lame. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so anyway, um, years and years later, I built a couple pedal kits. Um, you know, I built like a fuzz bass and a phaser and a chorus. And, um, somehow I lucked out. They, all three of them worked like first try. And I was like, Oh, this is, you know, this is pretty I cool. Hate and, you. <laughs> hey, they were kits, man. All I all I did was follow the directions. Oh so, man, the first kit know. I ever built, I had to get Neil from Doctor Zionist to help me make it work. I put a, I, <laughs> I can't remember. No, I think I put, I think I wired jacks backwards or something the first time, and then the second time I put in the, uh, in a in a tremolo pedal, an optic tremolo. I put the octocoupler in backwards. You know what I love best about Neil, while helping you solve your pedal problems. He was probably sitting there, like, playing through Diablo 2 or oh, something. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely <laughs> doing just nothing. Him, like, like, yeah. Just barely focused, like, <laughs> yeah. did you solder the jacks backwards? As he's, like, slaughtering things. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Nothing I've made so far just went, oh, look at that, it worked right out of the box. No, no, nothing, nothing. Anyways, continue, well, sorry I'm, to interrupt. <laughs> I, I, think, I think luck had a lot to do with it and just just following directions and i i did you know fuzz face circuit is you know it's just a handful of things um inside there so there's there's not a lot to uh go wrong with something like that um so i built some kits and i thought wow this is kind of cool and this was back in like the um, 2008 or so something like that okay and I thought, you know, oh, this would be cool. I'd like to learn more about it. And so I just got some books and some electronics books and I tried to read them and I just, it was just too thick for me. It was all math. And, um, I just, I, I wanted to know like what happens if you put this resistor instead of that resistor. And and I didn't know about breadboarding at this point or Mm -hmm. anything like that. And I kind of just lost interest a little bit. Um, I just didn't want to read all that kind of stuff. And I didn't, um, I wasn't involved in any kind of like forums on the, on the uh, internet. I don't even know what was around at that time, honestly. Um, and then I got a job as a recording engineer and I spent the next seven or eight years just doing that. Didn't really have time for, uh, you know, building pedals. Um, but I did continue just kind of with like fixing stuff up around the studios and stuff, um, broken microphones and, uh, recording consoles and stuff, just like simple things that I didn't have to really know what I was doing to fix very much, you know, swapping parts out and stuff like that. Um, so I'm just envisioning you with like a Neve console torn apart. Just like, I don't really need to know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no needs a- API though. I did do that with the API a couple times, but, um, uh, so, you know, I did that for a while and then, um, I just kind of 
I had a, I had a, uh, me and my wife had a kid and I stopped doing the recording stuff because I was just gone all the time. All right. We ended Stop up showing off that you're fertile. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't easy. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we had a kid and we, we moved, we moved from, uh, we were living in the San Francisco Bay area at the time and it was, kind of turning into a place we didn't want to be anymore. Couldn't really afford it. Um, so we moved to Oregon and, um, I didn't really do anything with pedals for a while. Um, just kind of played guitar here and there, um, drove a concrete mixer for a couple of years. And then I, once COVID hit, I lost my job and kind of thought, well, now I have time to kind of revisit all that, uh, pedal stuff. Um, so I just taught myself, you know, how to, how to really read schematics and how to design PCBs and just kind of went for it, you know, and came up with a couple, couple pedals that I liked and thought, well, maybe other people might like these too. And just kind of said, why not? What else? You know, <laughs> I got yeah. nothing else going on. So here we are. Man, that's rad. Yeah. I think that's it's kinda, a, it's a kind of worked out. A couple of stories we've heard similar to that where COVID, you know, shut down, um, mm-hmm. you know, your uh, some some folks' day jobs. Change the planet, right? It, yeah, it's just, just change the planet. And it's uh, yeah, it's cool that you know, uh, you know, we've talked to a few people now that took something that was like a, a hobby and it just so happened to be guitar pedals that uh, that they f- put their focus into, and that's great, man. Like this this uh, fuzz that you send us is fantastic. Love it. Cool. Yeah, I mean, probably is too. Oh, it probably is great. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't know though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, firsthand, I just haven't haven't, <sighs> haven't heard it yet. It looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 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 fuzzit, you know, it's just the kind of one knob. It's just either fuzz or more fuzz or louder fuzz, and um, that one that one's kind of. Uh, not really a challenge to build, but it's just kind of, it's, it's, um, you know, these old Soviet, uh, germanium transistors and, um, they're not the easiest things to, to source. And then you get them and, you know, half of them aren't, you know, they're either too much gain or not enough gain. And yeah, super um, inconsistent. Yeah, it takes a lot of time, and each pedal has to be biased differently. Um, but I, I do really like the circuit. You know, I kind of just, um, it just kind of happened. Like the second half of that circuit was just an accident. I like, I built a prototype just on like Vero board, and I had, I had uh, put one of the transistors in the wrong way and i really liked the way it sounded not realizing that i had this transistor hooked up the wrong way and i i started ordering prototype uh pcbs and none of them sounded right Mm. because they were all like correct you know the signal path was the correct way on all those pcbs and it took me a long time to figure out like oh okay 
it's because I didn't know what I was doing and I built the prototype <laughs> and now I know a little bit more. So I tried to do it the right way and it doesn't work, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, yeah. And then the other pedal, the, what the fuzz pedals just kind of, um, Oh, that's the one we, the one we haven't played. The, yeah. But that one's got, it's a lot more <laughs> versatile than, than the one you have. Like, I'm, I, I'm just, Really, I'm doing us a favor here. I'm the look on your face. I'm spreading <laughs> out the good experience. Mm. I'm prolonging the greatness. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so the what the fuzz is more versatile. You were saying, sorry. We yeah, it's you know, it's kind of like um, it started out as kind of a. Uh, fuzz face or maybe like a mark uh, 1.5 tone bender and then it kind of morphed into this other thing that um, it's I don't know it's just kind of turned into something different and um, I actually you know it's it's like it's definitely a fuzz pedal when you crank up the fuzz and um, but it can also it can also be a pretty good, just kind of overdrive pedal. And, um, I have a lot, I use it a lot actually just as an overdrive as opposed to a fuzz pedal. Cool. So, and then it's got a switch on it that is like a gated, it gives you like a gated fuzz, which sounds is really fun awesome. too. I wish we could play one. Yeah. That sounds really great. Well, I actually, I I'll, actually... Have to, I'll have to send you one sometime. <laughs> you know? I'll give you my address next, next time. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this is not the first mail delay we've had. Okay, but I can't. The forest fires. Listen, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. What? Do you, what? Huh? What is the other? What did I forget? Another. Everything one? that goes to your house stays there a while before it gets here. Well, it's yeah, but it's way safer. What are you talking about? No one goes out to my house or my old even place. you. That's true. Not even me anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I have security cameras and and everything on my house. Like. <laughs> Yeah. That just means we'll see who stole it. <laughs> I haven't had anything taken yet. It's more just, it's paranoia. That's why I have security cameras. <laughs> <laughs> so what What was the first official weird noise pedal then? Cause, and by the way, Drew, you're being incredibly, incredibly courteous and well-mannered. And that's just not going to work, man. You're going to have to interrupt us and tell us to shut up. Am I, mm-hmm. I going to have to, like, you know, get mean here or what? No, I mean, you don't have to get mean, but, you know, <laughs> feel free to jump in, butt in, tell us, you know, just override us, man, because uh, that's just how we roll. <laughs> we, I think we've You're been so accused of, of steamrolling yeah, a little somebody, bit. Somebody somebody got after uh, us for steamrolling. Um, it was Zach. From, Zach from Malays Forever. Malays Forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Did we? Oh gosh! Oh my god! I had to listen to the episode again. Like, oh, yeah, well, maybe, maybe a little bit. You know. <laughs> well, know. honestly, I'm a, I'm a pretty quiet guy most of the time. Anyway, my um, my my wife and kid are loud enough, so you know, I just uh, I just stay in the background and make guitar pedals. You know. Nice. Oh, enough with you flipping introverts. <laughs> <laughs> Building cool so, stuff. So you yes, the first the first pedal that we did. Is that what you asked? Yeah. yeah. Which one was the first? Uh, what the fuzz was the first one. Cool. And you do um, everything in house, right? 
We do. Um, I, I do like the, I design the circuits and the PCBs and do most of the, of the actual like building of, you know, putting things together. But, um, my wife, she does all the, the graphic design uh-huh. and she does all the, all the screen printing. Mm, nice. Nice. Um, they're stunning, yeah, man. She's, like the graphics and, and, and the look of them is fantastic. Kudos. I, I thank you. I mean, I, I can't really take credit for it, but thank no, no, you. I mean, I'm just pass it on to her for me, would you? Yeah. And <laughs> I think, I think she did a great job, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, I have to say some myself, but the, I, you know, the screen printing is great on it. It's quality stuff that she does for sure. Um, you know, we even get my, my son involved, he uh, stamps all the boxes and all the bags and stuff like that. So it's <laughs> kind of nice a how old, how old family affair. You know, seven. Seven? He's seven. Yeah. yeah. Did I miss hearing that Yep, part? three times. Oh. <laughs> my, my bad. Do you need to? <laughs> no. <laughs> so now, okay, so Casper's clicked the thing. Um, can, so along with the pedals, Drew sent us, and I, I guess this is an every box of weird noise, uh, two black light flashlights because the, the pedals are UV reactive yep. uh, in their graphics, which is rad as heck. Casper has taken to using the uh, ultraviolet flashlight as like a like a signal light that a focus like, indicator you know, they what stage <laughs> stand-up comics get like hey moron <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up it's blinking it at me i'm gonna have a stroke it's gonna be yep. <laughs> probably a seizure actually yeah that's strokes strokes not likely due to a, a, a visual input okay yeah seizure <laughs> seizure maybe point is casper's trying to kill me and you all mm. this is well, if he does have a seizure, make sure you let me know, and I'll put a warning on our boxes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We would hate for that to happen Use to someone else. Idiots may cause idiot to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah. we usually we usually include batteries. You guys had to have your own batteries, but is that because um, we're Canadian or? Yeah, you know, we just figured, you know, maybe Canadians don't need batteries. Or so, you know, maybe you guys use a different size or something. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know. It just, just No, it's international stuff. I don't, you know, I don't know what the deal is with customs and uh, as far as batteries. It's probably fine, but I don't probably. know. Yeah. yeah. It's just well, thanks for nothing. <laughs> you got it. You got it. It's actually surprising how much stuff is UV reactant. To the, everything on my desk, like yeah, okay, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. Where's fault. my flashing black light to blink at you in the car? It's with a pedal oh, in man. the car. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why you gotta call me out with my yeah, own crap yeah. like that? That was, yeah. that was unkind. <laughs> So yeah, that's you know it's just and the the UV thing that that was my wife's idea too, and she um she tried you know she really worked hard to get that to to be a thing with our pedals, and I think it was totally worth it. And we definitely get a lot of people um, that comment on that, and people that uh, I actually get more people saying, hey, you know. I'm so stoked you have a flashlight in here as opposed to saying like, Oh man, I really like your pedal, you know? 
So I'm hoping that they like the pedals too and not just the flashlights, but maybe, who knows? We can say like something things. in there. Yeah. We can oh yeah. Um, totally yeah, capable. of course. For example, I like Fender and Gibson and I like and hate Casper. And- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's okay. I got thick skin, buddy. Broad shoulders. I can I can carry that crap around. It's fine. You've also carried me got a- several rounds of PUBGs. That's that's true. And he's got a chainsaw now too. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Think about that. I'll butcher up nicely. <laughs> I don't know if I'm uh, if I'm good for fireplaces, but I, I, you know, I'm probably good for like a turkey dinner or something. I would say, I don't know, you'd probably burn. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything that my teenage years taught me, it's that enough fire burns pretty much it's everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 Valuable yeah. lessons learned as teenagers. Yep. I used my time wisely. That's why I didn't graduate college with honors. Mm. <laughs> but you did graduate. Mm-hmm. No, yes. no, 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 I didn't graduate. <laughs> <laughs> I, Al, Al plays music. <laughs> I took, took, I did go to college, um, and I was taking in, recording engineering. And then I, nice. I, um, I'm getting a scam phone call on my phone. Oh, do you want to answer it? No, they, it's not. Please, it's probably either border control. This is so great that you M- brought mine are, mine are usually, it's like, this is the Hilton blah, blah, blah. Or oh. this is WestJet. You were, congratulations f- on winning there. Oh, wow. See, those are way more elaborate than the ones I get. I get that this, this is the legal department of Canada Revenue Agency. Oh, those are that the, one. Yeah, yeah. You are under arrest. <laughs> you don't pay. Oh, my God. If you don't want to be arrested, <laughs> yeah, send $5,000 in gift in cards. Steam in cards. An envelope. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's that one. Or or my favorite one, the recent one, is, is um, this is uh, Canada Border Control, and we've intercepted a package full of contraband, yeah. in air quotes, <laughs> Um, um, that has been sent using your identification. If you, oh, God. It's, See, it's, that would have been the batteries. You guys would have got that call if I would have put the oh, batteries man. in there. If only, See. yeah. <laughs> See, but I would have been like, oh, no, 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 that's that's a thing that's normal. This this is, yeah. it's so rampant here. It's bad. It's yeah. so bad. Anyway, so I did go to college, but it was. Oh, yeah, right. You were talking. Sorry, buddy. And uh, the program they were teaching, they were using those little M-Audio, like, two-channel mixers. Uh-huh. And the yeah, free yeah. software that came with them mm-hmm. 10 years before when they released them. Mm-hmm. So what we were learning was so out of date, it wasn't even funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was, so it was, I was like, why, why am I paying six grand a year for this? Mm. So this is, there's a school local here that uh, in Kelowna yeah. center for arts and technology, but I'd looked into their recording engineer program. It's 18 months and it's like 40 grand. It's expensive. It's super expensive. Yeah, I've played some shows for their graduates. Oh, and they've they got a great and, facility. Uh, I've I've recorded the facilities in there. Are really nice. Oh, yeah, I've and recorded because I've in played Studio these a. shows. The the guy that teaches the course, I have his card in my wallet, but I don't remember his name on top of my head. I think it also is Andrew actually. Um, anyway, he's been like, "Yeah, you come on down, you can record you, and get you some free stuff anytime you want." So I, yep. I still haven't taken him up on it. and I really need to. A buddy of mine is a, a student there, and. Uh, and, well, the son of some friends of mine, and uh, he needed a, a, a needed a project, right? So um, they that's right. You did some recording, yeah. yeah. Uh, from a friend, Trish and I, we were recorded some songs there. 
over the course of a few hours, just live in Studio A. It was great, great fun, lots of fun, and and the, all the equipment was like top notch, brand new. You know, it was crazy. Yeah, I did. I I did uh, um, like a certificate program for recording, and um, we got to work at uh, Fantasy Studios, which is in Berkeley, California, oh, and like. Hmm. Credence used to record there and like there's it's just a hand, handful of like just these bands that everybody's heard of well wow. um, and the facility was just amazing like the that was studio. an experience in itself i trained at a local country cover band called 12 gauge recorded their ep there so <laughs> <laughs> so there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also a big deal <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's super cool though yeah and you know the the program i did was it was okay it basically got me it got me a job at a studio eventually and then i pretty much had to relearn everything once i was actually working in a real studio Mm -hmm. you know because things don't work things don't work out the way they're supposed to ever when you're recording (laughs) you know when you're making a record for somebody so uh, most of it was just kind of figuring it out as you go, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all my, all my recording experiences have been unhelpful one to the next, you know, you, you pick up a few things, but each project is usually so different that. Mm. Yeah. They're all completely different. And, you know, you figure out how to get a cool drum sound and then the next band comes in and the drummer plays completely different. And then, you got to pretty much start over. Yeah, you know? I, I want that really pingy Lars Ulrich sound, and then the next guy wants a really dead, you know, early grunge sound, and yeah. <laughs> neither one help. Yeah, it was yeah. it was interesting going into the studio with the students and having say a little more like live room experience than the person on the desk was super interesting too. It's like, I, yeah, well, cause they're students, cause right? they're students. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I ended up instead of like the, every recording session I've ever been in, my producer has been like super on point and like we've had and have really productive um, sessions. Right. And so going in there and like being on the opposite end of the, of the experience spectrum, it was, was strange, you know? So I can imagine once you get into that workflow of being on the desk side, cause I've never been, um, and, and really working with bands and being, being the knowledgeable side instead of, instead of the, cause I've always had such great time with the producer that I work with. He's just phenomenal. So it was just different being, being the other side of the, how does that? And, yeah. And like having more experience than the person that's supposed to have the experience, you know, experience. it was just really yeah, strange. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was hard when I first started because it was the same thing. Like, you know, I was working with guys that had been making records for 20 years and I'm just kind of like, uh, I can't figure out why I can't hear you, you know, it's because I have the monitors turned off or something, you know, just something, you know, like completely idiotic. Yeah. Or the microphone's not plugged in or, you know, just. You know, this button here stuff. is called Phantom Power, and it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's 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 a, I've, that's a mistake I've made. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
That is, I'm nervous, and that that is one of the most like I'm nervous and just easily forgotten about things. Like, yeah, I can't even. Oh, I swear, the first twenty times I did live sound, I, like Phantom Power is the one that got me every time. Just like, oh my gosh! Oh, why want this mic? Okay, why is the DI not cooking up the acoustic? I don't understand. It's a radioactive DI. It's a good DI, Pox. Why is it not working? Radioactive DI. It's not active. It's not working. What's going on? Oh, active means phantom power. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's just something you do all the time. Uh, You know, it's something that you would do just without thinking about it until you're in that situation where you're rushed or you're nervous or whatever, you know, it's like if you're in a hurry and you walk out of the bathroom and you forget to zip up your fly or something, it's just like, it's something you do all the time, <laughs> but now you're like in a rush. So it's like, you forgot, you know, whatever. It's weird that you said that, but I was plagued with that exact problem. <laughs> like, I've got my wiener like, out right now. Like, th- <laughs> <laughs> like three months ago, I was like, for like four days, every time I was like, "Dang it again!" Like, how does this happen again? <laughs> it's just just too busy, too busy trying to get back to what I was up to. Before, you know, I was like, "Damn, that's, that, that's just, how you put the moves on your girlfriend." Whoops! <laughs> Forgot to zip up. Uh, uh, no, no, no. I don't, I'm nowhere near that smooth. <laughs> you like me? <clears throat> Please let me look at you. <laughs> Wife. Hello. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Just great. I'm stomping. As soon I as know. I went there, I was like, there is no smooth transition no, out I'm- of this and back to like an appropriate topic. <laughs> well, my, yeah, Stephanie listens to the show. So, so hon, I'm sorry we ended up down that path. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to. <laughs> I feel like I apologize to your girlfriend a lot. <laughs> and you also claim that you'll have her side in court often. I will. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to testifying at the court hearings, I'm on her You're side. You're already choosing sides. Yeah. Nice. There's no there's no need to choose sides. My side is chosen. There really wasn't a choice, was there? No. No. Not Casper's. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your you, mind is made up. You've met your girlfriend. Come on, I have. Yeah, she's she's great. Yeah, it's one. It's you're in the same boat as me, where it's just like, how did that guy? Yeah, I told her yesterday. I'm like, you know, I I don't I don't really deserve you, right? Like, I, I don't deserve you. <laughs> you're you're so great. I I don't even know how to tell you. And she just looked at me like, that's sweet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was, I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, you better be careful. She might come to realize something, right? You yeah, that you uh, don't want her to realize. You're not wrong. <laughs> Wait a minute. I've been trying to convince her of it for months, dude. It's <laughs> she keeps thinking he's great. <laughs> he just stares at me. <laughs> And my purpose is complete. <laughs> hey, speaking of complete purposes, this neck. Yeah. Looks awesome on that guitar. Doesn't it? Yeah. It looks so good. Really you like to get some strings on there. He like hung it up and I can't even see it now. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Leave it. It's just a distraction. Gonna hold it? Nope. <laughs> well, so I'm excited to see some pictures of that thing. 
Yeah, man. It, it it does it does one thing. It takes the look of a jazz master and turns into something totally different. Yeah, that three on three headstock. I'm sure. A complete different animal out of this thing. Eh? Yep. What color is the body on that? White. Uh, yeah, it's that cream white. Yep. Okay. Cool. And from from here to like me and Alan are probably six seven feet apart, um, and it just looks like a matte, almost matte, matte black from here. But when you get up close, the intricacies of the carbon fiber is just stunning. It's pretty pretty. Yeah. Very pretty. Very yeah. very cool. Speaking of pretty pretty, let's get back to your pedals, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> gotta we gotta focus up here, Casper. Focus. Focus up. Yeah, shine that light on him. I don't have the light. He's got the light. Don't blink the light at me. <laughs> I did. Stop it with the light. No. Dang. Okay. Well, I'm glad you guys got to try one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's so dumb. You sent us both your pedals. Super cool of you. And I'm the smartest. Well, you're still, you'll still get to play it, you know. And so we'll still talk about it on the show. We'll, we'll share our thoughts. You know. Yeah. I gotta say, man, cool. the 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 fuzz it, it really was like I, uh, before I took the neck off the Jazzmaster, I threw it in a drop tuning. It was and the thing was already out of tune, so it was like drop C ish flat or something. Um, and uh, things were deep, yep, <laughs> and grungy, and it was glorious. Yeah, there's a, yeah, that, it's it's really distinct. Like when I, when Al was flicking the switch because he doesn't read the instructions first off, of course, um, he's like flicking the switch and it, and obviously there's a there's a big increase going from the germanium to the to the silicone side, but it almost seemed like one was a gate. It was like gated on one side and not on the other because there's a fair amount more uh, like noise floor on the on the silicone side. Um, that, well, th- when you flip it, it's actually the the ger- the germaniums are are cascaded into that other circuit. So it's actually it's almost like two fuzz pedals, oh. like stacked. Once you flip it, mega fuzz. Yeah, I'm trying to understand. It's like the Power Rangers my... Megazord, but for fuzz, and only two Zords and two Zords. <laughs> <laughs> The dark level of the show oh, yeah, just, just took a sharp <laughs> increase, man. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not either, man. <laughs> I love the Power Rangers when I was little. Go, go, Power. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, so, go, copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> My sister used to harp on me so bad when I was a kid watching the Power Rangers because every time the music would come on and they'd be like, okay, and she, she would just lean and she's like, now they're going to win. Like, shut up. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah. I was the oldest, so I was always bothering my little brother when he was watching Power Rangers. That makes so much sense yeah. now. <laughs> hey, Derek, you know what's going to happen? There's going to be some sparks. <laughs> and then they're going to get up and be fine. But all the putties are going to die. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. <laughs> so, man, okay. So, you're building pedals. You're coming out of studio recording. Yeah. Now we got to talk about what all of us really care about. 
What do you got in your collection at home? What What are the guitars? Mm. My guitars. Yeah. Um, well, um, I actually I ended up when I moved to Oregon, which was about five years ago. Now I, I got rid of about half of my gear, which uh, was kind of a drag. But um, I'm down to three guitars now. I've got a uh, Les Paul style kind of guitar that my wife built for me when we got, that was her wedding gift to me. She made a guitar for me. Let's, wow. She was a, Let's just, okay, listen, up, man. <laughs> Your wife she, she was a woodworker for years. Helps you make effects pedals. And she built yeah. you a guitar with her pre-existing woodworking skills? Yeah, she's, I don't know. I lucked out. Jeez, I thought I you married out. up. I mean, I did. I, I did for sure. Apparently, all of us did. Man. Yeah. Well, I mean, if this tells you anything, she she made me a guitar, and I bought her a set of wood chisels. So, that a boy. Dang, you know, dude. Yeah. So that's kind of I kind of blew it right off you, the bat. Yeah. You don't cheap out on Valentine's Day, do you? <laughs> you better not. <laughs> that's great, man. So yeah, I've got this um, really nice. Les Paul style guitar um, that she made. And then I have a <clears throat> Tele style guitar made by a guy named Rich Hogue, who is uh, does Hogue guitars in San Francisco. And he's the guy I mentioned to you guys earlier who does the uh, carbon fiber resonators. That is super cool. Does he know he or, doesn't do yeah, that at anymore? At least he used to. Yeah, okay. I, you know, um, not that I know of. Um, I think now he's just kind of doing um, tellies and then he's got a, maybe two or three other m- models that he's building, but um, he builds, he builds great instruments. He's been building instruments for a long time. Um, he's uh, he, like, his, he's kind of famous for building a guitar for um, Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead. And, so he's kind of in that uh, scene, you know. Okay. Uh, old deadhead kind of guy. Um, and then I have a 1969 Ampeg Dan Armstrong, one of the clear Lucite ones. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm so glad you saved that for last. You win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you win. So yeah, good. that's a that's a really great guitar, and I actually just recently got a P90 pickup for that thing, and um, it's just it's awesome with that P90. It's great. Such a good guitar. So I've got I've got like a good kind of a little bit of everything, you know, type of deal going on. And, uh, as much as I'd like, you know, as much as I look at other guitars and stuff, I probably won't be buying any, you know, getting any more guitars for a while. But there's so many cool guitars still out there. You don't have. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. That's the problem. I just, I kind of, uh, kind of repress my, my want for guitars by just, um, getting guitar pedals instead. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I totally. And I don't have that, a lot no. of room here. You got. I don't have a lot of room. You so. got to prioritize the the tonal spectrum more than the quantity of guitars. And I, I yeah, can well, that. I've I've turned into more of like a uh, pedal player than a guitar player in a way. Like I, 
I've never been like much of like a technical guitar player guy, but I sure like to just plug in a couple pedals and play three chords for 45 minutes, you know, mm. <laughs> and just kind of, kind of zone out for a while. The more so, delay you have, the longer you can play. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I or the longer you don't have to play exactly, because yeah. it's doing something for you. The longer your set list gets with less <laughs> chords and strumming. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, and then um, my, for amps, I have a old Harmony amp from the 50s um, and a uh, 65 uh, Deluxe Reverb. It's really nice. Nice. That's my main amp. All right. That's some pretty good stuff. So, I yeah. also recently acquired an old Harmony amp. Not from the 50s. Oh, yeah? No. No, it's from that uh, late 60s, early 70s. They were just launching their solid state stuff right before Harmony disappeared. Cool. It's nifty looking. It is, yeah. I yep. mostly bought it for the racing stripes on the front. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we haven't even plugged it in yet. No, I know. That's a shame. This this being homeless yeah, this... thing kind of sucks, man. <laughs> all, all my gear's in your basement, and I don't I don't think I've played a pedal not here at all since yeah. being evacuated. Oh, yeah, no, probably not. Do you even have anything to plug in where you are? No. Because you've got the fire guitar and... I've got I've got the acoustic yeah I've got your your acoustic yeah uh, my pedal board is with me but I don't have anything to run through it or plug it in with yeah because both your amps are here yep yeah nice I still think we should turn this into a wet dry rig right here <laughs> <laughs> I mean eventually that is gonna go away I would like an amp at home again when I have a home again yeah when you, when can you go back to your house uh never you, yeah oh really. No, it's, um, so we've, we've covered it a bunch of times on the show recently, but, uh, long, long story short, uh, our place was really old and pretty run down yeah. and we were living there cause it was really, 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 really cheap. And due to a bunch of complicated circumstances, that was all we could afford and really still can. And, uh, when we got evacuated due to the fire, um, you know, what was a very minor rodent problem that we had to work really hard to keep at bay, um, became a very massive rodent problem. And because we live, lived, I should say, on this mountain way out in the middle of nowhere, um, when I say rodent problem, I mean bush rats, regular rats, multiple types of mice, <laughs> yeah. squirrels, chipmunks, everything. Everything isn't, like, it's, it's bad. And there's no going in there and, like, cleaning it out and making it refit for human habitation. And that's why we can't sure. get back in there is because in order to reoccupy a dwelling after being evacuated to forest fires, the government has people that have to reinspect the buildings and declare them safe to live in. And this one will not pass. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Huh? Yeah. No. So we're homeless. Darn bureaucracies. If I want to live in rat poop, I should have my right to live in there. <laughs> If you want to be the rat king, like, go for it. Right? Who are they to tell you otherwise? You, know what? you you could use your musical skills to tame them. That's right. I would yeah, be the pie. Get a flute and march them out of town. Mm-hmm. Pie, uh, not not Piper, but uh, the pied PRSer. Yeah. Um, You're not a dentist. That's true. I can't afford a Paul Reed Smith. <laughs> if I could afford a Paul Reed Smith, I'd have a house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
If I could afford a Paul Reed Smith, I'd buy something else. To be honest with you, Ooh, but that's just me. Fire. <laughs> shots I mean, fire. I, I mean, I'm with you. <laughs> There's plenty of other things I would buy other than a Paul Reed Smith. I think if somebody gave me one, I would be okay with it. Yeah, I had a custom 24 for a little while. I don't know what that is. I don't really it's, look it's that of, deeply into their it's lineup. It's the standard Paul Reed Smith. It's it's like typically it's their most popular model. And not was. the SEs. I see SEs all the time. No, 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 no. This was this was a real Paul Reed Smith deep dish carved top, mm. twenty four fret set neck, the works. Um, and I had this thing around 2010, 2011. Okay. Had it. it was okay. It was a good guitar. It was just not my thing. Not your shtick. Yeah, that's kind of just PRSs in general for me. Like there, uh, any of the real Paul Reed Smiths, not the not the SEs or the, uh, uh, what do they call their American made ones with the cover that they put on Korean hardware on them? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't, know. I don't really. They they hit in the mid like mid teens to two thousands price range. Anyway, not those are the SEs, but the the. The real Paul Reed Smiths are quality instruments, but it's kind of, is that kind of like a custom shop type of thing? Like you would get from say like the Fender custom shop? No. So like I've kind of, I haven't really tracked PRS's model lineups as much in the past few years, but they've essentially divided up into their import range, which is all the SEs. SEs, yeah. Then they have a mid range stuff, which is, you know, filling that gap in the, over $1,200 price range to, you know, low $2,000 yeah, yeah. price range. And then they have their traditional stuff that they built their name on. And that stuff is just crazy expensive now. But yeah. solid. It's solid stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then their custom shop, which I think starts at like ten grand or something absurd. It's nuts. I mean, um, I just made wow. a face. I just made like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and like the guitar leaning against the bench behind you is about $10,000 on my ass. I shouldn't make that face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you made that face. At, like, you know the orc commander? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> takes the armies against. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the orc commander face. Yeah. I don't remember his name. He's got a name, but I can't remember it. Um, no, Paul Reed Smiths have always, they, they play nice. They sound fine. They're just not my particular thing i can't fault them in any way um man, i'm sure they're great guitars i mean a lot of people swear by them and that's all they play but it, it's never I, i've played a few i just never kind of clicked with them you know yeah never this, really what's, been. what's that guy's name uh john mayer doesn't he play prs's yeah, he's he's got, <laughs> you're getting close to territory there. Um, his model's called the Silver Sky, and uh, it's he he would swear up and down that it's a a modernized Strat that sounds and feels like a mid '60s Strat, whatever that's supposed to mean. Mm. Um, so why not just play a mid '60s Strat? Well, he does. I'm sure, he could <laughs> the, reality, <laughs> he, the reality is he does. <laughs> Yeah, um, probably several of them actually. Yeah, he's got a pile of those things. Um, but I mean, he's making great money off the royalties and the sales of those things, so he, he plays them too. I'm sure they're a fine guitar. I have yet to pick up a Silver Sky though. Just, yeah, I don't usually when I actually physically visit guitar shops, I'm not usually looking for the PRSs and let alone the Silver Sky, which, um, as great of a guitar as it probably is. Aside, mm -hmm. I just think it's ugly. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just my personal opinion. I I don't 
you know, I'm one of those people who did, that doesn't like the headstock, the three-on-three reverse Paul Reed Smith headstock that they're using on those silver skies. I think is like it I, just does not flow with the I, curve. I, of the I can't even actually envision it. I pay so little attention yeah. <laughs> to them. Like I know what it's called. I know what that signature model is called, but what it looks like, I know it kind of looks like a strap and. That's, that's all I, yeah. I you did bring up something there though yeah. that makes me, that triggered a thought. Um, when you go into a music store and you look at the, the ocean of guitars on the wall, um, I don't know what it's like for anybody else, but when I go and I'm looking at that wall and it's like, what are the things that trigger that? Like that stands out to me, mm. you know? And it, it, it's, I don't know if it's different every time or if I go in with like this like open kind of envisioning that there's something going to be something great and just maybe I never find it. Or when I do find it, it's something so obscure and weird. Like I think I found an, like a, a, a beat up art core hollow body Ibanez bass or something in there that looked like it had been like it was totally dystopian, been beat to hell, but it was brand new. Mm. And that stood out to me once, but it's like, what is the thing that would trigger you in a music store? I'd be like, oh, there's this thing on the wall that that's what I'm looking for. For me, yeah. Generally, it's I. I usually know what I'm looking for when I go into the music shops. See, I never go um, in looking for for guitars. I I don't. I haven't been looking. I haven't gone yeah. looking for a guitar for so well, long. I haven't either. But if I am going to go into one of the music shops we have in our area at all, mm. and I'm talking within a two hour drive of us, which is it's like. Here, Cologne or Kamloops? Yeah, there's not a lot. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I if I'm gonna go check out a guitar, it's because I have something specific in mind. Like when I picked up the the Jazzmaster here, or something like that. Yeah, but you knew um, that they were gonna have five of them. Yeah, but that's all the all the shops we have access to in our area. To me, are really boring because they're all chains. Yeah, you know. You're right. So you've been in one, you've been in them all. Yeah, the the selection doesn't change. Honestly, the Wentworth. Of the three Wentworth locations in our area, the one in Kelowna is the most interesting store within that two-hour driving range, simply because it has a couple of odd ducks in there. Like they have some Duesenbergs and a couple of things like that. But there was a couple of Maserites on their wall too. Not yeah, long so ago. you know you find some cool stuff in that store sometimes. But generally speaking, I mean Long McQuaid's a great franchise, mm-hmm. as, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I've been, I've been proud. I've been super lucky going in but, there and like finding a thing that I thought yeah. I thought I kind of wanted, but. But oh, look, there's that thing I actually you want. You go in one Long McQuaid, you've been in every single one in Canada. Cause they always What's it called? Long, long McQuaid? Yeah, yeah, Long and McQuaid, the two guys that founded it originally. Ah, okay. So it's like Yorkville and and what else? They uh, distribute Gibson, but they have all the standard guitar stuff. They yeah. have Fender, Gibson. So like a big, big music it's store? Guitar yeah, there, there's place. around 90 stores here in Canada. Okay. We don't have Guitar Center. We have Long It's McQuaid. our It's Canadian Guitar Center. Okay. Um, Way better than Guitar Center, though. No, nobody's working on commission, so the guys aren't so yeah. smothering when you go in. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's it's a chain store. Everything's the same when you go in. I like going in independent shops where stuff is weird. Yeah. Um, you know, my favorite shops, the, uh, none of them exist anymore. My favorite shops were Avenue Guitars and Lillo Guitars up in Edmonton, mm. um, both of which nothing was ever the same in there twice. Yeah. It was bizarre. And they didn't yeah, carry them regularly, but there's yeah. one shop close to us that's like 20 minutes from where I live, and then besides that, I have to drive. <clears throat> I'd have to drive to Portland, which is like a two-hour drive. Yeah, that's that's our. So, that's our, us too. Yeah, yeah. we have a yeah. worth location here in Vernon, and then which is kind of like a little miniature satellite store yeah. that has like 
a smattering of this and that, but it's yeah. it's like it might as well be like it's, a closet. It's, it's like a Radio Shack size. Yeah, it is a Radio Shack. It's like a closet. <laughs> but, yeah, this is the one here. I don't know how this happened, but the guy that runs it just happens to be like this amazing amp tech. And it's weird to be in this small town and have this old 65 deluxe and just happen to, there just happens to be like a super good amp tech here. Yeah. <laughs> like l- totally lucked out. Cause when I'm, when I first moved here, I told myself, I was like, I better figure out how to work on this amp because I'm not going to be driving two hours to Portland to get it fixed when I need to. And this guy just like, he's been fixing old amps for 20 years, 30 years or something. Crazy. That is super handy. That is mm-hmm. something that is like, there's like three good amp techs in this entire province. And I don't yeah, think good amp techs are hard to here. find. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had a, I had a, this is a long time ago, but I had a, like a PA head die solid state thing. And I called up the, the local amp tech guy and I mean, I think I might have bought this thing used for 75 bucks. And I was like, hey, I plug it in and the fuse pops. What's, can you help me out? And he's like, oh, yeah, that'll be $199. I said, <laughs> I'm going to go buy a different one. <laughs> it was yeah. like, he wouldn't even look at it with without $200 in his hand. I was like, yeah. well, I'm out. Well, I, um, well, the music shop I worked at in my hometown, we had a guy that started there and he used to own a company called Mongoose Electronics. And that's what they did was repair stuff. Yeah. And, it just electronics are so complicated these days that fixing stuff can take hours to track down a problem. And if you don't charge a pretty high rate per hour, mm-hmm. the store just goes under even, and even with their prices being high per hour that he eventually is like, it's not worth keeping the business open. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just to, just to track down a problem on a, on a simple amp, like a Princeton or a five E three or something like that from Fender, it was, it was a couple hundred bucks and, and so it had to be, you know, it was yeah. just, unfortunately it wasn't worth their time otherwise. And that's why we have so many, or so few, I should say, quality right. amp guys around because it's just tough. And, and we find ourselves in kind of a disposable world now where oh, totally. everybody yeah, just, you know, we just exchange what they had that doesn't work for something, for something new, you know? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, and things work, are, things are completely one. changing too. Like, you know, when that, uh, I want to say it was Chinese tube factory burnt down a couple years ago. I mean, it's never been replaced mm-hmm. and there's like two factories left in the world making tubes and, and the shortages are crazy. No one can get their hands on certain types of tubes now. They're just even, even, even common tubes, Yeah, even common tubes. I tried to, when I did the tubes in my pro junior, uh, oh, oh, like a year before I, before I, uh, traded it off, but just trying to find a set of like fairly clean, like their EL 34s and that thing, EL 84s. EL 84s. Yeah. So, like lower, yeah. lower gain. I, uh, I ended up having to get like mess of whites or something like that. They were, you know, yeah. they high, yeah. high breakup, you know, just, you know. And I think that's why we're starting to see brands like Fender, for example, heavily, heavily investing. In this tone master technology that they're doing, where they're sure. making Those solid state versions, fantastic! I played one. Amazing. I finally played one, and I was blown away, like yeah. really blown away. They're I've heard really good things about those. Oh, it's honestly, I thought I was. I, I went in and was when I tried my when I was trying out the Jazzmaster to buy it. I was 
my one of my favorite amps in the world is a deluxe reverb, and so I found one and plugged in and was sitting there playing it. And uh, one of the store guys comes over, and this is where I love Long and McQuaid because they didn't care that I picked up a guitar and plugged it in myself and started jamming away. And he just came over because he was like into the amp I was using and wanted to talk to another amp geek. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "What do you think of the Tone Master Deluxe Reverb?" And I was like, "Oh, I didn't even realize I was playing the Tone Master version. It just sounded and felt right to me." And I've played and owned Deluxe Reverbs, mm-hmm. and I've played bazillions of them. I love these things. Had no clue. I didn't even notice the badge. Just they sounded just, right. Yeah, it just sounded right. And I was playing it on the like the one That's watt cool. or half watt setting or whatever it was. It was just like great. It was killer. So, like, I, I can't say enough good things about those things, but I, I think that's why Fender's into that so heavily is because they see the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, tubes, I mean, it's just a matter of time. Tubes you know? have outlasted their rightful place yeah. in the technological see, sphere by see, 70 I, years. I, I think, though, there's been a lack of of a really good, solid-state recreation of until recently. Like until um, until these tone masters really came out and were like, oh my gosh, like this is spot on. A a, a real like tone geek would be like, eh, something not right about that. It's not quite this the way I expect it to be, yeah. or I want it to be, or um, it doesn't have this. I think technology piece like this Kemper thing. or Fractal or even some of the yeah. Line Six stuff has been doing very well at that for a long. What for what like does the, what does a something. Kemper cost though? Oh, the campers cost quite a bit. I don't. I don't right. know even top e- off my head. Even the this. like the the helix, the line six helix, is not cheap. Yeah, you know. I but think, if you can go and buy a thousand dollar twin reverb, yeah, I think Fender's approach of like making their classic amp models just one thing in a box that just does that thing uh, is a good approach because mm-hmm. not everybody wants to deep dive into a fractal and. I wouldn't program that, dude. Remember your Empress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really learn how to use that very well. No. <laughs> I have a hard t- I have a hard time with that stuff. Like even some of the like, you know, some of the pedals that are t- have 24 presets that you can program or, you know, whatever. I I don't even get into that. It's too much, man. It takes up all the little time I have to actually play music. Yep. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to get a good like reverb sound. Yeah, on the, the greatest and... thing I ever did with my katana was I figured out how to turn off all the presets and just have all, the, all of the f- effects when I turn the amp on, the effects don't come on. And it, it, I had to watch a YouTube video to to get it figured out. I have uh, maybe. Six hours of playtime on my katana since I bought it. Well, it's lived here for the last yeah. three months or two and a half. Months. I didn't have a lot of time to like free time that I spent playing guitar when I when it was, yeah, you know when it was in my house and it's been here ever since. <laughs> that amp is really unused. I have no idea how to how to save presets on it or anything. Oh, first but, yeah, the best thing I did was learn figure out how to turn off all yeah, the presets. I'm not good at learning that kind of stuff. I didn't learn it's, my it's actually my really easy. Really well. Uh, I learned how to use my Dr. Scientist atmosphere pretty well, and that was a big thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not good at that. And you went in there and changed something, and now I don't like the way that you did that. <laughs> I don't know. You changed it so that it... Um, it was the way one of the presets... How you, like, cycle presets or something. Oh, I know what I did. I changed it so the one button changes your presets. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it is. And I think it, it was set up factory differently. And yeah. now it's like, oh, wait, that doesn't do the thing that I expected. There's a manual, you know. 
I don't read good. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, that's exactly it. I don't want to have to read like a manual that to, like I said, I don't get a lot of time to just like actually sit down and play music. That's yeah. not like testing a pedal. You know, I, I don't want to spend my time trying to figure out how to turn the volume down on this thing because I can't find the volume knob. Because yeah. there's something weird going on, you know? I'm, I just want to see the knob and grab it. I'm envious of those guys who just pick that stuff up and just learn it right away and are mm-hmm. just good with that kind of tech, and and that's that's amazing to me. Well, and there's so much cool stuff that you can do with it if you if you want to put in the, the time, you know? I, I have nothing against it. It's just like I don't, I'm not going to do it, you know? Yeah. I uh, remember the conversation we were having with uh, – uh, Ryan and Neil at Dr. Scientist when we had them on the air and they're trying to like get, they're like talking about MIDI and, and how easy it is. And it's just like, oh, you guys no, to are, them, that's, they were like, to that's, them it's no, like. It's easy once you know it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm so, sure flying a space shuttle's routine once, once you really know it too. Once you but, get it. But, but yeah, once you do it a couple times. <laughs> it was like, you, like they immediately started, like if Sanskrit was a spoken language, that <laughs> it was, it was, like, it was I like, had whoa, no whoa, idea. Whoa, whoa. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I just, uh, there's so much of that deep dive stuff that it's not that I couldn't be bothered to. It's just that my limited amount of time to enjoy what I'm doing. And, and I actually find myself like testing the stuff that I'm making now and just getting lost in it, even though it's not even really that good. It's just <laughs> makes noise and it's different, you know? Yeah. Your hobby is less playing guitar now and more playing pedals. Like, uh, but I find guest, Mr. Drew here. Yeah, like me. Yeah, but I actually yeah. find myself innovating guitar playing, like improvising now, whereas I really didn't do a bunch of that on my acoustic. So, like, I'll sit and find new things to to play, new tones, and to go, oh, wait, this sounds actually really good through this thing that I made and mm. something I wouldn't normally have done. Gotcha. So I find myself improvising. Yeah. Which is great. Well... I always hate to, to cut things off, but we're getting to that time. Hmm. We're well past it, actually. Yeah, I know. Already, huh? We're always <laughs> well know. past it. <laughs> this, this is an hour-long show. I think we've done about uh, seven hour-long shows. Maybe. In our history. <laughs> Maybe seven. <laughs> and that was like, I think. It's an hour-ish. Think the, yeah, the first four were definitely an hour because it was just you and me talking. And it was like, we're on a, we're <laughs> set on a, yeah, we're on a, really we're on a schedule on and on a regimen and this is what we're doing. And then it just went all to hell. And we had our fifth episode was an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. Anyway, uh, Drew, dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. And for sending us some pedals to play. Yeah. Thanks try. for having me guys. But he sent two pedals. He did. There's going to be another one. <laughs> Shut up. Casper. Well, yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to know what you think of that one too. You know. Oh, of course. So. Well, I'll I'll make sure I, I I message you when when we play it, and I'm gonna go out to his car and find it. We'll talk about it on the air and stuff. As well. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be in the car. I'm, I think my wife might have taken it inside where we're staying. So, um, but anyway, where do people best find fun. you, sir? Um, mostly uh, Instagram. Uh, weird noise pedals. Um, also our, uh, online shop is weird noise pedals.com. 
And, um, yeah, that's about it. I started doing Facebook and I decided I just really didn't want to deal with trying to do Facebook. So Instagram's Instagram's where I try to post, you know, every day or every other day and just kind of what's going on with things. So fair enough. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's well, it. There you go, folks. Weird noise pedals. Make sure you check them out. Cinema. Hey, howdy doody. Um, buy a pedal. Yeah. That's, that's probably the most, you know, if you can buy a pedal from any of these people we ever talked to on the show, buy a pedal mm-hmm. or a guitar or whatever they're selling. Cause yeah. uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there for yeah. sure. And you know? all, all of the people we have on the show are independent. Yep. We have not talked to one person. That's not an indie brand doing their own thing. Um, and a lot of cool, cool people too, that are like super nice guys and gals and just willing to help people, you know, people true. doing raffles for good causes and, uh, you know, any way that you can support any of those types of independent builders is just so great. You know, one pedal sold is just makes, makes my day, you know, no matter how many I'm selling or not selling everyone that goes out the door. It just is, it's great. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's the best way you can show some love to these guys that support our show, support them, help them buy some food. (laughs) So on that fantastic, important note, we love you. We'll talk to you all next week.